Hello and welcome to the My Favorite Film Podcast. I am Gav Smith and with me are my co-host. It's Gary Coleman. Hello, Gary. How's things going? Hi there, Gav. I'm doing good. How are you doing? You well? Yeah, yeah. I've had this COVID thing, but I've got over it. I'm, I'm feeling good now. I'm all right. This is the proper episode one of series two. We did a little four-minute episode that came out last week, but this is the proper thing. Um, we're going to do a quick introduction to what's going on. Before we do that, though, the usual stuff, I'll go through all the contact information that you can get for us. So if you want to email us, the email address is myfavoritefilmpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, it's at myfavoritefilm. On Instagram, it's at myfavoritefilmpodcast. On Facebook, I think if you just search for My Favourite Film Podcast and look for the new logo, because that's the best way of finding it. And we've got a little group as well. So if you find the Facebook page, it's also an interactive community. So you can chat to us as well. So look for that as well. Yeah, look for that as well. So there's two pages you can find. And all of that, if you go to our website, which is myfavouritefilm.com, all of the links are helpfully at the bottom of that page, along with access to all of the previous podcast episodes. And and also, if you want to support the podcast, uh, I guess the best way is to pop over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Good Pods, or wherever you're getting your podcasts from. Um, and just maybe just drop us a five-star rating as well, a little review telling us how awesome we are. Yeah. Uh, that would help. And it'll help us get us found by listeners as well. So that'd be lovely. Oh, do you know what? You could just shout about us on social media. Or down the pub, or in the street, or... <laughs> Yeah, anywhere that you want to shout about us, basically. Just shout just about know, yeah. I know there's only three of you who are listening now, but, you know, if we can up those numbers. Infection yeah. rates, what's our infection rate at the moment? Or yeah. our number. Our, our number, yeah. No, we are growing. I, we, the social media is getting big. It's, it's growing it massively, is. so that's pretty good. Yes, we're doing right there. Um, so, we are going to try and go through this episode, a little bit of the shape of things to come. So we're going to talk about the eight interviews that we have done for this series. So last series, I did oh, so many interviews, and ne- never really had an ending to last series and then decided we'd, we'd end it. Um, mm-hmm. But now Gary's joined me. We're going to do 10 episodes effectively. So this one, eight interviews, and then Gary and I will do a little conclusion episode at the end, a little bit like the conclusion we did for series one. that about right, Gary? I think that sounds about right. Yes, yeah. definitely. So we have got eight wonderful guests. Who was our first guest, Gary? Can you remember? Well, I can, I can. And also, if I can just, just jump in with this, because this is my little thing. Um, I, I, I've said to Gav like a million times, I'm going to tell you guys listening as well. I, I love this podcast. And I think what's nice about it is it's kind of like book club, but for films. Yes. So yeah. we're going to go, we're going to tell you what, what's coming up. And I think the idea is that you could then go off and before each podcast, because full of spoilers, yeah. before each podcast, watch the film. Um, and just take these. Just take it as a recommendation. If we're going to do, if we're going to do a film, it's worth watching for whatever reason. Watch the film and then listen to the podcast. And then you can kind of join in the conversation with us. Does that does that sound about right? That, that, that sounds like what we discussed as being the whole concept of the series. Yeah, that it makes it be. almost sounds that like we've thought this through, which is it, it <laughs> does. Which sounds like more than I did about a year ago when I started this. <laughs> right. So let's have a look. So I tell you the first guy. We've got we've got what? the first guest we've got coming up. Uh, our first guest is going to be the marvellous and wonderful comedian uh, who you might have seen on the telly on Mock Week and various other bits and bobs is the wonderful uh, Jared Christmas. Oh, fantastic. So it's our Christmas episode. It's okay. Every episode is a Christmas episode for Jared. <laughs> yes, Jared Christmas from New Zealand. And what film is he talking about? Uh, 
wow, he was talking about The Princess Bride, an oh. absolute cult movie yeah. uh, from back in the day. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk and a little yeah. bit more about that. Let's let's go through a whole list of yes. who's coming on, and then we'll talk about those films. So, uh, so I, I think go yes, on. So, I was going to say, who do we have next? Who's, who's after Jared? After Jared, we had the other very wonderful Susie Bennett. Susie Bennett, she's another, another comedian. She was brilliant. Yeah. And uh, now she was talking about the holiday. Yeah. So almost like another Christmas episode because the holiday is very much a Christmas film, isn't it? That's true. That's yeah. very true. It, there's kind of a link. It's like we've thought out the running order as well. It is. It is. Only people realize it's entirely by chance. And Susie also, Susie, and they're all brilliant, but Susie's brilliant as well because and she actually done a comedy show up at Edinburgh. She's telling us kind of about the film The Holiday, so we, we, yeah. which we didn't know when we booked it, obviously, because we, we don't plan that far. We're not that clever, but it just, what a bit of what a bit of uh, brilliant booking, because it, it turned out to be brilliant. It was a fantastic episode. After Susie, I'll tell you who's next. We've got another comedian. We've got a few comedians at the beginning. We've got a wonderful comedian, Joe Ball. Oh, yeah. Joe talked to us from a, a restaurant, didn't he? So we have some wonderful background sounds in Joe's conversation of people having a, I think, having a party on the table next. So I'm sure someone's going to have a birthday at some point. It does sound as if we're all sitting in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And he did the wonderful Pixar film Up, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he didn't. No. No. Uh, he did. We thought he did, but he didn't. Yeah. He did Up in the Air, which is okay. also uh, an amazing film uh, and a film I'd heard a lot about and I hadn't had a chance to watch until he suggested it for the podcast, and then went on and watched it, and I'm delighted I did. So thank you that, for that, Joel, for that recommendation. Yeah. So listeners, check that one out. Definitely. Who we've, have we got next? Who was next? Then we have a film critic, uh, James Rodriguez, who came in to talk about Magnolia, which is a really long film, but a good it one. was a long film. Now, yeah. again, listeners, Magnolia, brilliant film. Again, I was dubious just by the length of the film. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure if I can handle how much, I think life, my life is too short. <laughs> this length. It was, it was good. It's worth watching. It is it's worth, worth watching. watching. Yeah. Uh, we can chat about it in a second, uh, but do watch the film and then join us for the podcast in due course. Yeah. yeah. Good one. And, and then, and then, but then who do you have next? Cause uh, who, who, who's, who's after James? After James, we have our crossover episode with the jacked up review show, um, which oh. is Cam Sully. Uh, is that an American? Is that an American guy? Yeah. Uh, he yes. came on to talk about Die Hard. And then we joined him on his podcast just after our recording uh, to talk well, about I the did. Well, I you kind of did. did. <laughs> my, internet, my internet just died hard at that point and I couldn't get on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. There had been a, a Christmas miracle um, <laughs> and your cables had been cut. Um, yeah, so Cam came on top about Die Hard, and then we went on to his show and talked about that. I'm not sure if they're going to mirror each other in when they're going out, but mm. I'm trying to get in touch with Cam to work out when he's going to put his out. And I will let everyone know close to the time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a uh, little bit of new, a little bit of was he, is he called, was he calling from New York or LA? I can't remember now. Or I can't remember. I, I think it was New York. Uh, yeah. Can't remember. <laughs> should yeah. know, really should. Know. Terror. Terror. I don't know. Uh, now the next one was a was Russell Bailey. Yeah, and you I, had another internet problem, Gary, because you I don't join miss- me on this interview. <laughs> I think I do try. I think I do try and occasion try to get in. I'm, I think I might just keep crashing the interview. Going, hi, I've managed to get on, and then I went again. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much all we hear from Gary in that one. Uh, yeah. What was he speaking about, though? Can you remember? He, well, I was really disappointed because he was talking about Jurassic Park. That's right. And the Steven Spielberg one, and I had loads of really interesting things to say about it. Maybe you can say them 
later on tonight for the, yes. this episode, or maybe we'll, we'll record something extra to add on that episode later on. Who knows? Just, just edit me in as if I was there. It's, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like a really good idea. Let's actually. try that. Try Let's that. try that. Yeah. Uh, who was after Russell then? Uh, well, we're sticking with Spielberg because wasn't it the wonderful Mick Ferry, again, another awesome comedian, um, who came on to talk about Jaws? <laughs> Two notes, you've got a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Jaws, brilliant film. And then we finish off our series with... Uh, I think it's one of your favourite films, is that right? It was Rich. Fairburn, yeah. wonderful comedian again, yeah. lots of comedians yeah. on the series. Yeah. Uh, and she was chatting about a brilliant film, a film definitely worth going back to watch. You haven't seen it for a while. Mm. Uh, An American Werewolf in London. Yeah, it is. My, is that my, one of your favorite? It's my favorite horror film, definitely. Yes. If you're going to go down through genres and go pick a favorite from each genre, that's definitely, that is up there. That's my, my favorite, I think. Best werewolf film ever made, I think, personally. I've had lots of people say that The Howling's better, but I don't think it is, personally. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Wolfman, the old Black White Wolfman. I'm a big fan oh, of that. Well, yeah. Lon Chaney, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Something about the, the transformation of and how werewolves changed in this, I think. But there you go. Um, well, I think American Werewolf definitely changed the special effects, didn't it? That movie changed the special yeah. effects of how wolves you know, turn into, how men turn into wolves kind of thing. Yeah, Absolutely. So why don't we kind of yes. go back through those films now in reverse order? Yes. Um, so we'll talk about them all, and then we'll end with the film that we're going to talk about next week. So That's we'll end idea. with The Princess Bride, which is going to be the show that Jared's going to come on and talk about, and that's going to be next week's episode. So that kind of, it might work. Who one knows? of us has thought this through. I'm glad one of us is getting <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's you, to be honest, because I'm, I'm glad you, 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 you're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, sometimes I'm not so glad I'm in charge, but I am in charge, so there you go. <laughs> Um, so I asked, well, the first question I asked Rich was, why is an American Wealth from London her favourite film? And this was Good her question. answer. Good question. I'd say I've always liked horror. And when this, like, I, I found out about this film when I was still at school and my mum said, oh, you'll like this film because uh, it's quite funny and scary at the same time. So she got the video of it, and I remember watching it with my mum and my auntie, <laughs> and that was it. I was obsessed. Like I could, I, I can't. I just kept watching it and watching it yeah. and watching it, and I, I just loved it. I just loved the atmosphere of it. I loved yeah. the the characters. Um, how, how old? The are fact you? that it was English. Yeah. How old, how old were you then? Because it's quite a grown up film, isn't it? Some of the scenes. Yeah. So so then I would have been about. Now. Yeah, I would have been about. 14 or 15, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But I, I, I was one of those kids, that I, I, I mean, I think most teenagers are like this. I would get far more, even to this day, I get far more embarrassed about sexy things in films than I do, <laughs> yeah. you know, gore and horror and things like that. I'm very comfortable with that. But anything sexy, I'm like, oh, God, no. So that was Rachel's answer. Now, Gary, an American world of London. You said it was an old and you enjoyed a rewatch. So was this one that you'd watched before? And what do you think of it? I I hadn't watched it for a long time. Uh, I'm sure I must have. I remember watching it as a, as I'm going to say as a kid. What year did it come out? I keep saying as a kid. I don't 80. mean as a kid. What? 80. What was it? Oh, do you know what? 
I've got it all written down somewhere. Yeah. Well, we'll we, discuss we it in the podcast. We prepared when we did the interview, you know. We, yeah, absolutely. We were a bit more uh, on the nose on the, on the podcast. Um, I watched it when it first came out, on not on the cinema, but on DVD in my head. I was like watching it at my mum and dad's house. So I was, you know, younger than I am now. Um, and I don't think I've seen it since then. And I was going, I was going to, I was watching it thinking, this is will have aged badly. It's, you know, it's very heavy on special effects. Yeah. This is going to be a bit, I loved the film as a, when I was younger. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm, I was ready for a disappointment. Yeah. And you I weren't, presumably, Not because Rick Baker's effects really oh. stand up, don't they? They are, yeah, you, yes, it's as good as you're going to see uh, now, I think. And I think because a lot of them are practical effects, and yeah. it's just something you were discussing, wasn't it? It's something you, you had an opinion on. Yeah, I think, I think it's something we said on the, um, the interview, that practical mm. effects had got to their absolute best that could be in about the 80s, yeah. um, just before CG came in. And they've never really moved on because CGI came in and they, they kind of went, well, we don't need practical effects anymore. Yeah. yeah, so practical effects like real things, real physical things yeah. you could touch yeah. on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really, was the werewolf on set. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, that so werewolf. Is, is that, the whole transformation scene for that werewolf is is just unbelievable. It's yeah, one of the best special effects you'll still see anywhere. Now it's yeah. so good. Yeah, and it looks better than more CGI. To be honest, you, you yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah, I I have seen the the terrible and American werewolf from Paris. Which was the sequel? It's short now. Mm. Um, which uses all CG for the werewolves. And boy, right. Really doesn't work. Really doesn't. Yeah. No. I also got a lovely, nice, ultra HD 4K copy of American Wealth London, and boy, it looks really good. They've yeah. cleaned it up, and it looks beautiful. So that's well worth buying if anyone wants to. And if Arrow, if you want to send me another copy, I'd love to have another copy. Of it. Gary would like a copy, wouldn't you, Gary? I love a copy, yeah. yeah. I could give one to our, our listeners who absolutely. So if anyone well, we can't, can't. Cause we haven't got one, but we did, we could do that. That's if anyone Barrow's listening, you know, send us a copy of the DVD and we'll um, we'll give it away as a prize. That'd be great. Yeah, that one listener, he's sorting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was an American Wealth in London. Good star, film. Star rating? Do you want to try and give it a star yes, rating? Yes, let's do it. I hadn't really thought of that, but let's go for it. What, what's it out of? That's the, that's the first question. I think you've got to go out of five, haven't you? That's generally yeah, star ratings. That's, that's a classic. Yeah. Go on. Um, well, oh, it's difficult because I, I haven't quite calibrated this yet. I'm not quite sure what we're judging it against. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't think it's a five. I think there were, it's flawed. I think there are flaws in the film. I think there was, we just, I, just, I felt there were flaws in the script. And then some of the um, some of the things, just the, the the reality of what would have happened, you know, the way people reacted. It's a brilliant reality. If there'd been a werewolf attack, obviously it would not have been anything like that, would it? Now, no. Well, when, every time when I've been attacked by a werewolf, it's I do know that werewolves attack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was just those little bits, like those plot holes, where you go, yeah. not about werewolves, but just where people are going, ah, well, would they? You know, what what would that? Yeah. Um, why, why did they take them to London from the Yorkshire Moors? Yeah. I think, I think three stars is a good film and a recommendation and yeah. five stars is amazing. I'm thinking yeah. it's like three and a half for me, three and a half, nudging yeah. towards a four, but yeah. three and a half. Yeah. I'm going to put it at a four just yeah. because it is my favorite horror film. I, I can't, I, like you say, I don't think I can give it a five. Well, there are no five star horror films. That's, that's what you're saying. They haven't, we uh, haven't made a five star horror film yet. I'm, I'm only knocking it down by a star. Because of what you're saying, there are a few little plot holes. Um, mm. I think there are b- better horror films 
Mm. But I personally like to go back to this one because I enjoy it. But there are five-star horror films out there. Just, I don't think this is one. It's just my favourite. You know what? That's that's the other thing I do love about your podcast. When when we did series one, I was when I was just a mere listener. One of the things I loved, <laughs> um, before I was promoted to uh, yeah. uh, able-bodied co-host. Able-bodied co-host. <laughs> um, I was. I love the fact that it's my favorite film. It's not the best. You know, we're not talking about the best films. No. You know, technically the best. It's just what your and often your favorite film. You go. I know it's flawed. It's like the same as people. <laughs> I love them and I love them for their flaws. So again, I think a film can be flawed and still Absolutely. be a favorite film, can't it? Yeah. 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 I think that's what we said all the way along. Um, and certainly if you listen back to my episode where I talk about my favorite film, Highlander, we mm. picked that to massively flawed. It's brilliant. Brilliant film. Lovely film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so let's go back through the films then. So the film before and we fun. Uh we were sticking with horror. Is mm. Jaws? Mick Ferry came and talked about Jaws. Uh, Steven Spielberg's nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, now I was a kid when I watched this. This yeah. is nostalgia. I mean, I just it was, it was a certain time as we were watching this as a kid. Yeah, uh, um, I I love Jaws. I've seen it a million times. I've seen it so many times. It's kind of a go-to film for me. It is. Uh, you just said it's a horror film. I, I, again, I think we discussed it in the podcast with Mick. I, we do. I'm not sure if it is a horror film, or and Mick felt it was an action adventure film. And, yes. and I kind of agree. I think it, it kind of sits in that action adventure world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, maybe, I think maybe horror. Maybe, maybe horror. I don't know. It, um, it's. I think it, it has two schools of thought in what it is because it's certainly got um, horror film tropes. It's got jump scares. Mm, it's yes. got suspenseful music. It's got yes. uh, a threat, a proper threat. I mean, it's kind of almost like a serial killer in the It's scene. got a serial killer, hasn't it? You're right. You're um, right. But yeah, it was. It was billed as a action adventure. Um, tell you what, let's listen to what Mick said, why he said it was his favourite film. I, I'll be honest, I, I was taken to see this like a year out after it had been out. Uh, uh, I was like seven at the time, wow. seven, nearly eight at the time. <laughs> it was a ter- terrifying film, second kid yeah. to, but you know, I, and it left me traumatized for years. You know, I used to, and it sounds, this sounds really bad, but I used to even check the bed for sharks <laughs> before I got in it in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I think why it was so memorable and still is. Uh, it's almost a perfect film, and yeah, and the reason behind that the reason behind that is is because because of the shark not working. It'd be interesting yeah. to see what kind of film it would have been if the shark had actually worked. Uh, so they had to really change everything they did. So I think the reason why it's fit, you know, there's something there, and it's a long time before you see it. You actually see it, uh, and yeah. this sense of anticipation builds up, and the, and the music that adds to it, and yeah. but also as well, it's quite funny. It's a it's a funny film. Yeah. And there's some fantastically funny scenes in it and it's a bit of a buddy film as well like you know like a, yeah, yeah. A, a sort of a road movie but on on the water yeah. uh, it, it, which it is uh, so it's got every element i think for a, a fantastic cast so yeah that's what mick thought about it um as you say yeah it's it's action adventure three guys go out on a boat at the end to try and find the shark i think it's it's major thing for me certainly i remember watching it as a kid that it was um, I think I say this in the podcast, it was a kind of an acceptable horror film that people mm. saw as a family film and you watched it as a family. And I remember watching it on television with my family and everyone sitting down and we all sat down downstairs in front of the big telly 
mm-hmm. and um, and watched it together. So it's one of those films from my childhood almost. I mean, I, I, I mentioned the podcast. I think I saw it very, very young. I was taking this. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. A lot of people yeah. uh, kind of back then. It had a very low rating. It was given a very low rating, and I think a lot of parents took their kids to it. And were a bit shocked. But also, um, I didn't mention this, but I, I do remember when my kids were little, a, a family friend had a kids party. And they put Jaws on. And they, our kids were little, little. And they had wow. Jaws just playing in the background. And I remember thinking, this isn't appropriate for five-year-olds. No. The kids didn't seem to bat an eyelid. That, uh, but yeah. I, I don't um, think I would want to show that to a five-year-old, Jaws. I wouldn't have shown it to a five-year-old. But no, they didn't really. mind at all. They just went, oh, sure. Well, I suppose it's just water and sharks, isn't it? They, they, you see so little in it, I suppose, that does it yeah. become scary because of that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I know that the guest beforehand, uh, Russell Bailey, who talked about Jurassic Park, which is yeah. also a Steven Spielberg film, um, mm. does put Jaws up as one of his three favorite films. His three favorite films are, are Jurassic Park, Jaws, and Batman Returns. And he always says he saw Jaws too early, and it gave him a fear of open water, a fear that he still oh, has to this boy. day. So. Everybody who saw that film was terrified. Oh, you find to go in the in a swimming pool, and you have to say Jaws. Such oh, a brilliant film. The such joke tagline for Jaws Two was just when he thought it was safe to go back to the toilet, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't say that, but that is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, Russ Bailey then. Uh, uh, Mick, uh, are we going to get any? Are we giving stars for, oh, for, for, for Jaws? Jaws? Yeah. Yeah. Or sorry. Just assuming everyone's going to give it a five. I, do you know what? I think it is, isn't it? It was a five. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's, it's one of the films that you just have up there like as a marker, a benchmark for awesome films. It, it's a benchmark for how to make a film work when none of yes. your technical effects are going to work. I think it had a brilliant script. I think the performances were brilliant. It was just so tight. Everything yeah. about it was tight. There's no fluff. There was. I, I think it's close to a perfect film. Yeah. Yeah. And, yet, and yet, absolutely, as you say, the whole thing was created out of imperfection. And yeah, yeah. I think they were cuffing it along, still changing the script as they were going. Yeah. It, Sounds like it was going to be a nightmare, and they yeah. just they just landed. They landed luckily with perfection, which I think yeah. we've copied in this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. We've gone yeah. for the Jaws approach. Everything's um, <laughs> gone wrong. The shark, our shark is plastered, a bit rubber. <laughs> However, we've built a classic out of it. Absolutely, the shark doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So five star, both of us. Five stars. Yeah. That's good. Right. Steven Spielberg again, then Jurassic Park. Russ mm. Bailey came in to talk about that. You popped in now <laughs> randomly. <laughs> oh, this is, three words. This is why Russ thought it was his favourite film. All right, go on. Film that I watch the most, that they get yeah. the most fun of, that no matter what my mood is, I can watch this film. That if I'm in a happy mood, it'll keep me happy. And if in a sad mood, it'll be a comfort to me. Um, and it's a film that I've been obsessed with yeah. for years. And so I have on my own podcast, this question about what are the films that influenced you? And I give the yeah. same three answers, which is this one, Jaws and Batman Returns. And I could have come on and talked about Batman Returns, but I've kind of decided that my love of Batman Returns is that it's just my favourite interpretation of my favourite character as opposed to my favourite film. Fair enough. And, that makes uh, sense. Jaws is, is, is a really impactful film for me. Oh, yeah. It terrified me and it still terrifies me. But... <laughs> Yeah, the film I had to talk about was Jurassic Park because, yeah. I mean, again, when I first saw it, it terrified me. We'll get into when I first saw it, but it terrified me. You missed out on the interview, Gary. What yeah. things have you got to say about Jurassic Park? 
Well, do you know what I really wanted to do is I really wanted to compare and contrast it with Jaws. Because I think when we talk about Jaws to Mick, with Mick Ferry, we kept mentioning Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, one of the things is why is Jaws a horror and Jurassic Park isn't? Because it's basically big animals chomping people. Mm. And it's just as gruesome. It's just as, why not? And I think that for me, and I really wanted to have a chance to talk about this, but I think the for me, Jaws just works so well and it's so terrifying. It has to kind of be, it is horrific, yeah. even though it's yeah. got that kind of adventure kind of feel to it. For me, I I just don't think I just don't think Jurassic Park really works for me. Mm. Um, I don't think it, it's 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 one of my least favorite Spielberg films. I loved dinosaurs as a kid. I was obsessed by dinosaurs. Yeah. I should have loved Jurassic Park, yeah. and I got there hugely disappointed. Yeah, because of course the monster does work, and Jaws the shark doesn't work. Yeah. You know, work the special effects are amazing but the script i think is rubbish i don't think the casting's right i don't think the performances are are are, are, are on point i just and i know it's an amazing film and everybody loves oh, it yeah. but yeah i was just left i was left a bit cold by the old jurassic park yeah I, I must admit i i, I always like jurassic park it was spoiled for me by the sequels and the amount of sequels they've now done I mean, the fact that they're doing a fifth yeah. sequel now um, yeah. that spoiled it a little bit for me that they changed characters when they did sequels and that type well, of thing. Did they sequel Jaws to Death as well? Oh, yeah, they did, but I just ignored them. <laughs> yes. no, one's, no one's seen the sequels to Jaws, I suppose. Exactly. That's the, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, right. But, Gosh, you're always right. Yeah, I, I try, I try. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Jurassic Park. I think it's it's an all right film. I think there's, it is flawed, as you say. There's lots of flaws to it. Um and the merging between special effects and practical effects when you watch it now is, mm. is a little bit jarring, I think, at some point. It is, it is a big jar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about it being a, a horror um, or not being a horror, gosh, some of the moments in it uh, are pretty pretty horrendous. I mean, that the first attack when the guy gets pulled off into the cage, that's quite scary. Mm. Um, the final attack of the raptors where um, one of the raptors is munching on someone's head for a good eight seconds of screen time, you know, maybe more. Mm. It's uh, it's fairly gruesome and quite horrific, definitely. So, yeah, I just think that I think the thing is, I just didn't buy into the characters. I didn't, I didn't particularly care about any of them that much. Not the way, yeah. I, not the way I cared about the three guys on the boat who I was just yeah. Hot, oof, the thought of them getting a heart hurt, or they, or they, or that, or their children getting hurt, or their family, or anybody, even just strangers on the beach and jaws. Yeah, they were just so invested in the reality of what I was watching. Yeah, it was horrific to think they were going to get hurt. Whereas Jurassic Park to me was like watching a video game. I, you know, I just there were avatars. I didn't, I didn't care. And yeah. I'm fair enough. Everyone disagree. That's fine. Email, email us and tell me. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely fine. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Mm. That's what the way it is, isn't it? Um, star rating. Then I guess you're going to go low, aren't you? Well, it's not a bad film. Nine three. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. I just, I love dinosaurs and I love Jaws and I love Steven yeah. Spielberg. It should have been a five and it wasn't. It was three for me. It was a three. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with three. It's a good film. Yeah. Definitely watch it. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'd maybe go towards a four, but I am kind of three and a half, to be honest. Um, it's, I mean, three is definitely a recommendation, isn't it? Totally. If definitely. Three, three, then you, you've got problems. It's a good film. It's, 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 a, good it's film. a good film, yeah. Um, so that was our Spielberg double bill that we did in the middle there, or mm. towards the end. Uh, before that, we went with big action film, mm-hmm. probably one of the best action films ever made, actually. There you go. Die Hard. Brilliant film. Um, Brilliant. 
We spoke to Cam Sully about this, and this is why Cam said it was his favorite film. It just was one of many action films, which, you know, I just would see so many praise it. And, you know, I, I saw it and generally enjoyed it back in the day. But I also just it is now officially our Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I tried to convert it to Gremlins or Lethal Weapon and those didn't go so well. It's, it's for whatever reason, this one just plays better. It just has a bit of everything for everyone. People know the lines. They love laughing at it on cue. They love just the scenery chewing that Alan Rickman does. It's just yeah. incredible. What's your thoughts on Die Hard then, Gary? Again, I was just really, well, I'd actually, I'd already seen it quite recently. I'd seen it back in the day. I've seen it hundreds of times. Oh yeah. Um, I just watched it because, well, I suppose because Christmas had been up and I'd watched mm-hmm. it at Christmas. And then uh, when, it, when, when the guests said they, want, they wanted us to watch Die Hard again, totally happy to watch Die Hard again. I yeah. could watch it again tonight. I, I just, such a brilliant, and I mean, there's been sad news about, um, about, uh, Bruce at the moment hasn't there um, yeah he's, he's decided to step back from acting uh, He, I, I think he was brilliant in Die Hard I, I, it was a brilliant yeah. performance brilliant yeah. script it's just, I think it's a game tough. if you're looking at an, 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 you know it's, it's, it's an action genre it's, it's, it is. it's not you know, it's not Bastion Potemkin but it's it, it's about as good as you can get I think you can do an action film and Bruce yeah. is just so good yeah I mean this, this was the film that made him as an, an action star before this he'd done TV uh, with what Moonlighting and this kind of comic character yeah, that he did in that. that but this yeah. one um this went no actually i'm an action star look i can do this i can wear a vest and it can change color and i can run around <laughs> my bare feet and yeah i can do one-liners still and it's it's quite good yeah um star rating for die hard then oh, do you know what i'm gonna go five i mean four and a half five five i want to say five I, it's, I love die hard it's a brilliant film i'm trying to think of flaws in it i know there are like a few little well, there's about thirty. <laughs> I was, thank you. I was going to. Um, for all this, like, there, I know people do go on the. You know, if you go on the internet, there's people kind of trying to pull holes in every film. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but who cares? It's Bruce Willis yeah. running around without his socks on. Yeah, and, and, and Alan Rickman Alan being Rickman. the Alan. best villain you could possibly have. Got to be a five, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you think Mick? Your own version of Die Hard again, you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Oh, I wouldn't want to see Die Hard being remade. Let's be honest. But I mean, I mean, if you could make, if you could, if you were saying, if I was going to make an action movie, oh yeah, and you've made something as good as Die Hard, you go, well, that's it. And that, that can yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You're on a winner then, five, yeah, definitely. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Yeah, I think we both agree. Die Hard is a five star film. And if you Bruce. disagree with us, that's fine. Soon. So where we're going next then? I can't hear. I've lost my um, list. Where's my list? I think wasn't it Magnolia? Yes, Magnolia. James Rodriguez came in to talk about Magnolia. And now, had you seen Magnolia before? <laughs> Good grief, no. <laughs> no way. No, I'm an idiot. I can't watch movies more than uh, 90. Basically, if a movie's more than 88 minutes, it has to have a good reason for me to watch it. Fair, um, enough. Fair enough. And Magnolia runs for, what's his running time? Three days, four days? <laughs> I think it's three hours and two minutes, I seem to remember. A lot longer. <laughs> this is why James said it was his favourite film, and then I'll have your opinion. How's that? Yes, let's hear it. I remember when I first watched this film, it was like back in 2016, it was just the night of, I've got the night to myself, I have a bit of time, let's put on a film which is a bit longer. And I remember just ending up deciding between Magnolia and JFK. And I can't, I think it's probably because I've heard so much about JFK, it's all been built up. Magnolia, I heard enough to buy the DVD, but not enough to 
not enough to have some preconceptions about it. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I don't know as much about this. Let's try it. And I just remember, like, after the three hours went by, I was just like, I could have been with this for another hour. Wow. And mm, and it's it was the oddest thing. The as time went by, it just stayed in my mind, and I just kept thinking about that film and how much I loved scenes and performances and characters and it just got to a point where i was just like yeah i think this is my favorite film why did you not want to sit for three hours then gary <laughs> well here, this again is why our listeners should be uh, uh, you've made a good choice listening to these, this, these podcasts see i i i i i wasn't i was reluctant if you you, <laughs> and you, you can back me up. i was reluctant i think that's the word i was reluctant to watch magnolia um, and I started watching it. And to be honest, when I started watching it, I was actually angry. I was angry that I had to watch <laughs> the movie. Um, and I thought it started off really well. And then it, there's a bit kind of when, it, when I kind of, after a little bit, I kind of went, oh, well. And I kind of got really annoyed. I'm, Why am I watching this movie? Why has anybody made a movie this long? It's ridiculous. And then, but then you get to the end of the movie, and I think it's a flawed movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly not my favourite movie. But I got to the end of the movie, Six weeks later, or whatever it was, <laughs> I'd grown a beard and I'd aged. And I did think, do you know what? I'm really pleased I watched that movie. I'm pleased I saw that movie. I'm pleased. It's like this is the book club bit where you go, I'm, oh, I'd never, I would never buy that book. And then you read the book and go, oh, I'm really pleased about that. I'm really pleased I watched Magnolia. And our listeners, it's three hours long. I, I you know, have a have a little think about it, but then but then maybe watch it. It's a, yeah. it's and then have a listen to the podcast. It's it's worth it's worth three hours of someone's life, I think. Yeah, I think so. It, it's certainly it's not a it's not a Saturday night movie, is it? It's kind of a I don't Saturday know. night, Sunday morning, <laughs> a little bit. Of <laughs> Grows on, doesn't it? Blimey. It does. It it's it's not a feel good film. It's not no. put it on to cheer yourself up. It's definitely a, a sit down and watch, and you've got to watch it. I think there's a lot goes on in this film. I like it personally, but I saw it when it first came out i sat in the cinema for three hours watching this guy i think so, it'd be a very different experience if you sat yeah. in a cinema where you can't be distracted yeah you just you're kind of going down that hall you're just getting drawn into a world yeah. i think it'd be a very different experience in the world that we live in with tvs and you know your iphone and you can just scroll yeah. through wikipedia Absolutely. it's so easy to get distracted and i get I, I agree i think i'd have a very different experience to a cinema experience yeah yeah, yeah definitely um star rating then I think it's a tricky one because mm. I think people are either going to love it or hate it. I think mm. it's a real kind of marmite film. Absolutely. Um, I didn't love it. I Fair did enough. not love it. Much of the film, I was, gen- I was genuinely angry. I was genuinely angry <laughs> for much of the film. Why am I watching this film? Um, but I didn't. At the end, I went, all right, yeah, well, that was all right. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say right. three. It's not a bad film. It's worth what it's definitely worth. And also, if you're a bit of a film geek, it's definitely kind of a completist film. If you're yes. a film geek, you probably need to have seen Magnolia just so you can discuss it and just so you can have an opinion and go, oh, it's rubbish or no, no, it's a work of genius. So yeah. I think you need to watch it for that reason alone. And, and I'd be interested to hear what the listeners think. Let do tweet in because that's absolutely. a real, I don't know what to think of that film. I'd love to get their opinions on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I have actually, I'm going to give it four stars. Um, right. I think it's probably because I have a, a different relationship with yes. than you do. I saw it, like say, I saw it first at the cinema. I remember getting it on DVD when it came out on the two DVD set because it was back before you could put a film that long on one disc. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really like it. It's 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 flawed, as you say. 
Um, mm. And I can't give it a five because it's just not feel good enough to make it a five. It leaves you a little bit too much on a down, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a four for me, a four. Yeah, so that's Magnolia. Um, up in the air, then, with Joseph Bohr, who phoned Joe in Bohr, from- yeah. Brilliant filmmaker himself. Brilliant filmmaker. Very, very good director. Yeah. Uh, a lot of little award-winning films. If you, you want, you, you should. I'm not sure checking out up in the air, but you should definitely check out Joe Ball and his films <laughs> and feature films. We a brilliant feature documentary about a, a, a comedian friend of ours who passed away sadly. Um, yeah. A cult. A brilliant film that he made. Yeah. Um, this is why up in the air is Joe's favourite film. Cool, cool, cool because it really resonated with me. So many themes, you know, I was thinking about it recently and, and there is, you know, there's um, there's this job that he's got that's very similar to stand-up where he's sort of having to travel. You go through periods doing stand-up, it, it being incredible and it being very lonely. It's uh, it's also very cinematic. It's, it's very beautiful. The shots from, from the air and there's some beautiful sequences, the dialogue. The dialogue is just right. It's, it's, it, there's, not, there's not too much. There's... There's just the right amount. There's some incredible scenes um, that sort of get you thinking. You know, there's moments. His job, George Clooney's character's job, one of his jobs uh, is he's a motivational talker, and he talks about stuff, and you don't need stuff. And I'm I'm constantly in that debate. You know, I'm a bit of a hoarder, um, and that that sort of um, it, it just gets you thinking. And it's and that was an important theme. Gary, up in the air. Yes. Your opinion, I think, when we finished the, the interview was, um, <laughs> I'm glad I watched it. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. None of the, all of the films that we've seen, I'm glad I watched, you know. Yeah. Um, up in the air, it wouldn't, definitely would not be my favourite film. I thought it was flawed. I, I, I think I mentioned the podcast. I, I, I do a bit of sort of writing myself, screenwriting and things. And I've been to... A couple of sort of screenwriters things uh, where it, it had been mentioned by it had been mentioned several times by people speaking saying mm-hmm. this is a film that's really you really should go and see it's you know and it won did it, it won a bunch of Oscars I, I believe yeah. is that right or yeah, yeah I think it was I think know, six actually I think it was definitely being held up by a lot of writers and filmmakers as a film that was brilliant yeah and so I had that in my head when I went to see it when I went to watch the, for the podcast because I hadn't seen it before. Um, also, I think I was slightly confused because I thought I was watching the Pixar film called <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon Man in a Balloon. So I had that in my head, which probably didn't help. No, probably uh, not. No. Um, but I watched the film and it, it flawed. Uh, to me, it was flawed. I, mm. I didn't love it. And, and it's one of those films where I'm watching going, do you know what? I, they could have made this so much better if only they had dot, dot, dot. You know, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of yeah. Almost there for me personally, my taste. Yeah. They could have just clicked it one little bit and it would have been a brilliant film. But for my taste, they it just missed. Yeah. It wasn't funny enough. It was being sold as a comedy, which I think is all these sort of dramedies when they're being sold to an audience as a comedy. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm also supposed to be a comedian as well. So to me, <laughs> I've got a very high standard of what 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 I think is comic comedic. Yeah. Uh, wasn't funny enough. So I was just straight away disappointed. I said, yeah. ah, this is not I, a comedy. I'd abs- absolutely agree. It's Right. It wasn't funny enough to be a comedy, and it wasn't dramatic enough to be a drama. It's it's somewhere in between, and it doesn't. I don't think it actually knows what it is, and I think that's part of the problem with the film. That's its main flaw for my other point of view that it doesn't really know where it's going. It doesn't know whether it's supposed to be being funny, supposed yeah. to be dramatic, supposed to be sad. It just seems to sit 
Um, star rating? Um, I'm going to say three again. I mean, three yeah. is it's worth watching. I mean, George Clooney's in there. It's always worth watching. Well, actually, yeah. I, do you know, I just remember now, I, I think I had a problem with the casting of George Clooney as you well. Did. I, did. I, I thought that if they cast somebody... Is Jason Bateman in this? Jason, Jason Bateman's Bateman. his boss in it, yeah. His boss was a small part. I think yeah. if they switched those around, I think if George Clooney had been the 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 boss, yes, and poor little Jason Bateman had been the 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 kind of comic lead, yeah, me for my taste, it would have worked better. George Clooney, I felt, was just too is too good looking, is too suave and yeah. smooth, yeah. To play anybody who could be seems to have been a bit of a loser, yeah. And, and, well, with that script certainly, and he actually has played losers before, hasn't he? But very well, yeah. but. In a Corn Brothers film, but, but I mean, for me, I thought the casting was slightly wrong. Yeah. And the script was was a bit off. Yeah, but again, it's it's my favourite film. It's not the best film in the world. No, no, I, we've all said that. I yeah, imagine, I can imagine why Joe would watch the film and just. Yeah. I can see that you know, yeah, he would love it. Laws and he and he talks at length about the film and he, he does. Talks about He's very knowledgeable about film. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching the film and listening to that episode. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I mean, for me, it's eight to three. Um, I probably would have gone lower but i think that anna kendrick pulls it up for me i think she's uh right, brilliant yes. in this she uh, i think i think she's better than clooney in this to be honest uh, i think clooney I is a, a great actor but anna kendrick was really really good in this i think she she makes the film to be honest but again i think it's one of those ones where i'd just be really interested to hear what the listeners think because Absolutely. yeah so many awards it's been so yeah. Theatres, you know, as in people said, oh my God, it's an amazing film. So clearly there's something in the film that people are recognising that, that we didn't get. Yeah. Um, and that we were both of a different opinion. So I'd love to hear what our yeah. listeners thought about that film. Absolutely. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. And, and just to say on that one, by the way, listeners, mm-hmm. um, we are going to do a conclusion show at the end of the series. So once all the episodes have gone out, if you've got any opinions on any of these films, mm. we've given you all the ways of getting in touch with us. You know, you can get direct messages on Twitter, email us, all the stuff's there. Let us know what you think. Um, if you want to send us a voice note, even I'll stick it in the final episode. You can be on the I, podcast. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. Great. Yeah, people just, just leave little voice messages for us and then we can stick you on the podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah. Just, just messaging. Our three listeners, I'm sure can do that and will be great. <laughs> I imagine we'll <laughs> sat in the same room. We're probably sat in around a table. Aren't we? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, right then, so we're getting towards the end or the start. Mm. Yeah. The Holiday, Susie Bennett came in to talk about The Holiday um, and this is why it's Susie's favourite film. But it became one of my favourites when I, I watched it when I was going for a bit of a, a, a tricky love life situation and I realised that Myself and the Kate Winslet character had so much in common. And I, I drew on their, her experience and decided that, yes, I need to be more like this character. Holiday, then. I know that you watch this every Christmas, don't you, Gary? Uh, I do watch this every Christmas. Not necessarily uh, of my own volition. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, one of my wife's favourite films. My, my, yeah. And so it's on every Christmas. And I watch it every Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I, I do watch it. I mean, I'm, I, I could obviously get up and walk out of the room, so I do. Yeah. But I do watch it every Christmas. So there's something there, isn't there? You stay in the room, so it must be worth watching. Stay in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I must be. I I had never seen the holiday until, well, until we watched it for this. Right. Um, what I, did you think then? What did you think? I, I, I stayed in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we we sat down. We watched it as a family. So we all sat down and watched it. Um, even my my 13 year old son sat down and watched it, yeah. and think actually enjoyed it um yeah. it, do you know what it's 
it's got nothing offensive about it. It's just a perfectly good film. Uh, it's got some laughs in it. It's got some highs in it. It's got some lows in it. And it's got a fairly good story. Um, I think we all agreed that one of the stories is better than the other because there's yes. two stories going on. But yes. even the story that's not as good, it's still perfectly reasonable bit of filmmaking. You know, it, there's nothing in it that you go, oh, no, I can't watch that. It's no. just, yeah, it's all right. I can understand that you put it on at Christmas. It's a perfectly good film to stick on at Christmas and you can have a couple of drinks while you're watching it and a few snacks and things and it's it's fine isn't it yeah yeah it's 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 a bit kind of i suppose in terms of the you know the 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 the, the writing and the the cinematography and whatever you know whatever there is and 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 it's all very kind of beige and a bit like okay yeah. whatever but then but then but then it's people's favorite film i get it you know it's not the most technically brilliant film but but people do love it my wife loves the film yeah. and she would have she, you know, she would she would be the first to sort of pull it apart and i think and also the episode with susie is really funny i mean susie is. is a brilliant comic and i said she did a whole edinburgh show about yeah. her love for the film the holiday uh a comedy show up yeah. in edinburgh and it was just a brilliant episode it was great fun um chatting to susie yeah. um and she clearly does genuinely have a love for the holiday and i think a lot of she listeners does. probably will also love the holiday as well so yes yeah. yeah. if if you haven't seen it Definitely watch it before you listen to the episode. Otherwise, Susie will spoil it for you completely. But it's worthwhile hearing all what Susie has songs. to say. Yeah, sorry, all of those all these all of these podcasts. I you see every you know these are, these are spoiler filled. Yeah, I mean, you go through it. You know, the whole film, everything is spoiler filled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we assume you've watched the film. If you've played, you've played by the rules, and you've watched the film first. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you haven't, also, how old is the how old is the holiday? You can't not have watched that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the holiday. You're never going to watch it. So it's yeah. been around a while, mind you. I only saw it this year for the first time, so you know it's <laughs> well, well done, well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, our first film. Then, oh, stars. Do, oh, did we start on the holiday? Oh, the holiday star ratings. Right? Sorry, I forgot about star ratings. It's good you were here to keep me on track. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, get some sort of small promotion. Yeah, oh, move you up to um. Co-host, no. Um, <laughs> starring, uh, do you assistant know what? Co-host. Assistant <laughs> co-host, assistant co-host. I shall give it uh, three stars. I think it is a perfectly good film. It's well worth a watch. But yeah, it's three stars for me. Totally agree. Yeah, for me, three stars. Totally worth a watch. But I know there's a billion people out there. I'm saying yeah. people brackets women. <laughs> No, that's unfair. There's a billion people out there who watch it and go, it's five stars. It's the best film in the world. Um, yeah. And for them, it obviously is. But yeah. three stars. Yeah. Lovely I, I can understand that completely. Um, so that takes us to what will be our first interview. Our first interview next week is with this is Jared. Next week, is it? It's going to be coming out next week, straight after this. Not straight after this, because this is going to come out. And then a week later, Jared Christmas will come out. And Jared came in to talk about The Princess Bride, and this is why The Princess Bride is his favourite film. Well, I think The Princess Bride sunk its hooks into me uh, the very first time I saw it. Um, tapped into everything that I loved as a kid and still love now. Yeah. Uh, uh, fantasy, sword fighting, heroes, Andre the Giant. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, dare I say it, at that age true love um and you know i when i was a kid i watched i didn't know who all these comedy icons that are in the film i didn't yeah. know 
who they were. All mm. I knew was that Inigo Montoya has got one of the best lines, <laughs> I think, in cinematic history and has an epic sword fight scene. Yes. You know, and there's and Andre mm. the Giant yeah. was in it. So yeah. that was enough for me as a kid. That was what and then the more I revisited it when I was a teenager and then in my twenties and everything, it, more things kept coming out at me. You know, the more I started, the more I started getting into comedy and realizing, mm. you know, Billy Crystal's in this. Yeah. Mel Brooks is in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, just so like this is a plethora of, of incredible comedic talent. So what do you think of the princess bride, Gary? Um, what a way to start the podcast. I, it's a, it is a, I was going to say it's a massive film. It's not, it's a cult film. It's a, it's a massive cult film. It's um, inconceivable people... how good it is, surely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inconceivable. Yes. A little in joke there for people who haven't seen The Princess Bride. Um, it is, it's a film that I had only seen as, again, I think I kept saying the podcast as a kid, but I don't think I was a kid when it came out. I think I was a bit older than that. But yeah. um, many, many years ago, I saw The Princess Bride. Um, and it was sort of slightly kind of, it's a quite an odd film. So I kind of had this sort of fever dream recollection of it. Is that really a film? Did I really watch that? Yeah. Um, and I, many, many years later, I watched it again for this podcast. Yeah. Listeners, watch it now. If you haven't seen it before, if you have seen it, watch it again. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I just, I had real fun watching it. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, Jared's a brilliant comic. And also, like myself, a fellow kind of Dungeons and Dragons nerd, and we're into that kind of world. If you yeah. are into that, it's such a brilliant film for that. Um, I imagine, again, this is going to be a Marmite one. I think a lot of listeners will watch the film and go, yeah, not for me, but yeah, uh, it's a cult. And again, if you're, into, if you're a film geek and you haven't seen The Princess Bride, what are you doing? You have to watch it yeah. to have an opinion. Absolutely. Um, it, on- it's, it's definitely one of those films, isn't it, that people either love it or hate it. And there is a massive cult following for this film. Um, it, I think we mentioned it in the podcast a couple of times. It's it's the name that puts a lot of people off. That absolutely, Princess we, we, Bride. In 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 in, <laughs> in the podcast, uh, uh, Gavin, myself, and our guest, we we take it upon ourselves to fix the, some of the films. And I think, <laughs> and and I think the problem with this film was uh, the, the title. What were they thinking? And I, 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 let's not spoil it, but Jared. I think, doesn't Jared come up with a far better was, title? He comes up with a title and you're like, wow, yes, if that was yeah, the title, yeah. it would have been Star Wars. It would have been brilliant. So yeah. listen to the episodes just for that. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I think he came up with three titles and we, we eventually finished on, on the best one of those. So. Right, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It but it wasn't Star title. Wars. That's not the title he came up that with. Wasn't that wasn't Star Wars. rubbish. <laughs> I think that had been taken. But yeah. yeah. It had by then, definitely. Yeah. Um, so star rating for The Princess Bride? <sighs> You know what? I'm, this is a Marmite film. It's, it's even Marmite in me, my head. As I'm recalling watching the film, part of me is going, oh, five. It was just so f- weird and freaky and fun. Five, five, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. And then part of me is going, oh, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Three. Ah, oh, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for, for, for four. Yeah. But, but it's, it's four as in on one day to three, on one day to five. But, Absolutely. you know, um, I- I'm in exactly the same place as you. Some days I go, yeah, this is brilliant. And you get to Peter Cook's bit with his wav. Ooh, wav. So many good bits. Billy Crystal's in there. Billy God, Crystal's in there. Mel Smith. You know? Yes, Mel Smith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing film. And sometimes, yeah, I would completely agree. It's, it's a five. And other times, you know, 
No, it's probably a three. Um, I think the special effects, yes. the practical effects in that one, one star for the, yeah. the world's massive rats, but the yeah. sword fighting as well. The sword fighting was all so unreal. It was just an incredible sword fighting thing. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's got elements of good and elements of bad. And I think my, my film sort of critic head would give it a three. Yeah. And my heart goes on oh, no, to five. So I'm going to stick with a four. I think you have nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah. My fa- in terms of favorite, the, my favorite film bit of it, it could be a five. In terms yeah. of is it a really good film, I'd say it's probably with three. If, yeah. If pushing it, but it's yeah. just so, there's something lovable about it. There's something lovable about it. I just, yeah. Four, four stars for me. Yeah. Right. So right. that is the eight films that we are going to be talking about as this sort of book club come podcast film review thing that we're doing. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so next week will be the very first of those interviews, which is with Jared. So here is Jared's trailer for that episode. Look past the name. I like how uh, they list all the things like uh, sword fighting, uh, cliffs of insanity, deadly eels, um evil doers princes and princesses you know they just list that's how they did it they just listed all of that stuff and i as a kid went tick 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 i like all of those things and then right at the end andre the giant right thanks again jared for coming and talking about the princess bride um that i think such a funny episode as well such fun fun chatting to jared he's just even if you're not a fan of the princess bride he's one of the best comics on the circuit he's just such a fun guest to have had on board yeah, I, I laughed whilst I was editing this episode pretty much <laughs> all the way through. It took he me longer brilliant. to edit than normal because I had to he stop and rewind and stop and rewind. Huge fan of Jared, yes. yeah. Um, I think that's it for now. As I said at the start, or somewhere in the middle there, we are going to do a conclusion episodes at the end. So please send in anything you can about the films. Tell us what you think of them. The more stuff we get from you guys, the more we can yeah. win in that final episode, definitely. I'm really looking forward to hearing from some listeners, just getting their thoughts. We have had a lot of people on Facebook. We've got the Facebook community group. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've had a lot of comments on there in the past. I'm really looking forward to, 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 to hearing what people, their thoughts yeah. on the yeah. films. Definitely. Yeah. And also, also what their favourite films are. Let us know what your favourite films are. Too, absolutely, also. yeah. Uh, also, um, in each episode of this season, we've started a new thing called the My Favourite Film Awards. So at the some point during the episode, we talk about the favourite scene, the favourite performance, the best mm. one-liner. It would be great if you guys could get on board and agree or yes. disagree with us on what we're saying are the best one-liners. So after each episode, I'm going to try and put something on Facebook or on Twitter to sort of say, here's what we thought were the best ones. Do you agree? Yeah. Do you not agree? We're about to be wrong. So you get yeah. you correct us. You tell us what we got wrong. Absolutely. 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 The more we get from you, the better. I think... That's it for episode one. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, we've uh, absolutely nailed it, I feel. Absolutely. Uh, that could not have been better. <laughs> we could have rehearsed it. Could have been no, <laughs> apart from that, I'm going to go for the Steven Spielberg Jaws approach. We, the shark is plastic and a bit rubbish, but it'll be a classic in the end. Absolutely. We'll, we'll make it work. I'll put some music over it and go do it every now and again. Um, Great. Right, so that's it from us. We'll be back next week. So from us, till then, bye-bye. Okay, bye.
Finally, thanks to Acast for hosting the website and to Max Smith for the theme tune composition. To get in touch with the podcast, remember that website is www.myfavoritefilm.com. Thank you.